Hello and welcome to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast, a show about life adversity, how to overcome it and transform your life. This is your host, Dr. Lidiana Garcia, a licensed psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And even though my hope is to deliver information that can be helpful for you to overcome adversity and transform your life, it is not meant to be a substitute for being diagnosed and treated by a licensed mental health, medical, and related professional. Season 1, Episode 13. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an amazing episode that we're having today. And today we're going to have Maritza Plasencia. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she is in the state of California and has worked in the trauma field since 2007, shortly after graduating from the University of California in Irvine. She was left with more questions than answers and a whole lot of intrigue about trauma and its impact on those affected directly by it and their loved ones, exactly like me. It was like, school can give a lot, but at times there's a lot of more questions. So she went on to pursue a master's degree in mental health field at the California School of Professional Psychology in Alien International University. And during the course of her studies while pursuing individual therapy, she learned she had dealt with symptoms of PTSD and was able to directly link this to her motivation and drive to understand and work with trauma. Maritza holds certifications in domestic violence, sexual assault, and EMDR therapy, and is trained in emotional-focused therapy, EFT. Maritza specializes in working with individuals and couples dealing with their relationship issues resulting from trauma and offers her service in English and Spanish and in Spanglish, which I love that. She has been featured in Latinx therapy podcasts addressing the topics when La Chancla crosses the line, and she has this also in Spanish and represented Latinx therapy in a collaborative video with BuzzFeed, Pero Like channel, Latino Men Try Therapy for the First Time. And just so you know, that was an amazing video, so go and check it out. Thank you, everyone, for joining in, and without any further ado, we're start. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode. Today, I'm so excited and some honor. Marisa Plasencio. She is an amazing therapist and she specializes in relationship and in trauma. So she's the best person I thought of for this episode. So I'm so happy to have you, Maritza. You? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's such an honor when I got your message about inviting me to be on your podcast. I was super excited. I followed you from a distance and obviously I've met you in person. Yeah. And so it's just really exciting and such a big honor to be part of this. Thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah. still looking forward. And as I was thinking, season one, I'm doing this whole setting the ground lines and all that. I'm like, I need to have an episode about relationships because most yeah. of the time when they come and they experience trauma, a lot of what they want to talk about is relationship, you know, yeah. for that. So thank you. Thank you. And going along, can you tell us a little bit about you? I mean, I know you and I follow you, but can you tell us for the audience as well, a little bit about you and your profession and what do you do? Yes. So like you said, my name is Maritza Placencia. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist here in the state of California. I do private practice and I'm located in the city of Tustin in Orange County. And I specialize working with individuals and couples that are struggling with relationship issues. Most of them I would say the majority of them stemming from trauma that they experience either earlier in life or even trauma from past relationships. And I am bilingual. I consider myself bicultural. Um, I come from Mexican descent and I grew up 
coming and going across the border. So I'm very familiar with the differences that immigrants experience coming to the U.S. and the challenges that it presents for, for them in relationships as well. I pride myself in saying that I offer therapy in not just English and Spanish, but also in Spanglish that has attracted a lot of bicultural or interracial couples into my office. And so I do have to admit that it is a little bit more challenging, but it is a challenge that I'm up for and one that I really very much enjoy. I use EMDR, which I know that I listened to your first episode and I believe the second one where you had someone on talking about what trauma is. And so I know you've mentioned it before, so I won't go into that, but I'm trained in EMDR and also in emotionally focused therapy. And more recently, I got trained in Reiki. So yeah, I am very much about integrating, not just, I really got excited when I was listening to your first episode because I was like, yes, that's what I'm all about. I'm very much about integrating not just the neuroscience, you know, the training that I have, but also the spiritual components that I think are so important to for us to be aware of. Yeah. 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 Super important. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. It's like we yeah. are very both are resonating in the same kind of awesome. Yeah. And going along with and I know you mentioned, you know, trauma, the word. One thing that I like for this first season is to ask everyone, how do you define it? Because I feel like it's setting, you know, the groundwork and for people understanding. So how do you define trauma? How do I define trauma? For me, trauma, it's been a definition that has evolved over time. And one of the things that I've gotten it down to be is that trauma is very subjective. So trauma is depending on every person. So what may be trauma to me may not be trauma to you. And I feel like it's very important that we make that distinction because I think that if we don't, we run the risk of perhaps either judging someone else's experience or we run the risk of not validating someone else's experience. And so it's very important that we keep that in mind. But ultimately, I think just in general, trauma is really any experience that prevents us from continuing to grow and thrive and that somewhat keeps us stuck in an experience that we don't seem to be able to work past through and that continues informing our decisions and our relationships and perhaps even limiting those decisions and relationships that we take. Yeah, yeah, super important to put the whole perspective. Yes, what is for you is not necessarily for someone else because that's what people usually get stuck. It's like, but wait, I also experienced it and I'm okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and I think working with couples, it's so important, especially because I remember in the beginning when I first started working with couples, I would get couples that would come in here and, you know, would be stuck in that power struggle of like, but that's not such a big deal, right? And so that's where that came from, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, super important. And when people think of relationships, because, you know, I added the question, how do you define attachments? It's such a big word that right now is getting a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. in our field and but it's also now coming out and some people are even bringing like this word so how do you define attachment attachments and I was very tempted to think about and go and look at what my books say and I knew you were going to ask that but I wanted it to be more organic coming from me because I think that it's very important that we understand it on a level that we can see how it plays out on a day-to-day basis And 
attachment, I think is, or the way that I think of it is any bond that we have with people that are a part of our life. So typically what I observe in people that I work with, and even in myself, is that my attachment style, so there's attachment styles, may be different from another person's attachment style. And the reason why it is very important to be aware, not just of, am I dealing with trauma, but also what is my attachment style, is because both of those two things can come together and either make a very beautiful experience for us in the world or make a very difficult experience, difficult and painful experience for us in the world. And so attachment is really the way that I relate to others that are in my life. And it can be, I relate out of anxiety, I relate out of fear, or I relate out of openness and acceptance and curiosity. Mm, I really like that. So out of fear, out of openness, and what was the third one? It's out of anxiety and fear, or openness, acceptance, and curiosity. I think this is super important for everyone that's listening, because they might be like, well, I'm attached. Yeah. How does experiencing trauma impact the way we relate to others, or potentially can impact that? So experiencing trauma can impact us in many different ways. So one of them being that if I, through a traumatic experience, internalize the feeling or the sense that the world is not safe, then that is going to eventually and most likely than not going to inform the way that I relate and the way that I attach to others. So in that context, it will translate into, I don't feel safe in my relationship and I do not trust others because I don't trust that anybody in this world can possibly have my best interest in mind. And so that will inform the way that we interpret other people's intentions, other people's actions. It will inform the way that we feel about them. And it will inform the decisions, the choices that we will see as having in relation to those people. Yeah. And as I'm thinking of that, can you expand a little bit of how you see this coming like if you see a couple that comes to your office or someone how do you see this manifesting in a relation Mm -hmm. so let me think of an example I think one of the most common examples and I think this is a perfect example and one of the reasons why I even in my bio when I sent it to you I included that I was featured um, talking about when La Chancla crosses the line Mm -hmm is because it is one of the most common examples that comes up in the sessions with couples. A lot of couples that come into my office, and I do work with primarily um, Latinx couples, and a lot of the couples that come in will come in with a history of having been raised with corporal punishment, with corporal discipline. And a lot of the time, what that does is it creates that sense of if my partner comes to me and says that I did something wrong, I'm immediately going to panic. I'm immediately going to freak out. And I'm immediately going to go on the defense because I don't want to get hurt because of that. Mm. And so what that does is it cuts off the communication so that it no longer uh, has the potential to be productive and for it to help the couple grow. Mm. But often it does is that it makes the couple become opponents. They become two people that are just against each other. Triggered because my defensiveness as your partner is going to show up 
for you as not supportive, not friendly, it's going to probably trigger in you the things that you experienced. And perhaps if you too come from a childhood experience of having been hit or punished, or, you know, maybe even just experience that whenever your parent was angry at you for something you did, they withdrew their love. For you, it's going to seem like I'm about to abandon you or I've already abandoned. And so that in itself is going to trigger you. And then we're going to continue triggering each other nonstop. And so that's how it shows up in my sessions with couples. Yeah. And a lot of people are not aware of it. No. Even triggering each other. They're like, but that person, but you, but you know, but he did this and she did that. Or yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you for that example. I think it was really helpful. And many of the people listening will identify with it. Yeah. What are your go-to techniques? I know you mentioned EFT. Well, yes, it's EFT, right? Yes. Yes. Can you expand a little bit of that? Like how do you use it? Or if you have any other go-to techniques to work with, yeah. this, to work with trauma and relationships? So EFT or emotionally focused couples therapy is a very structured form of working with couples. And I really, really like using that because it not just the structure, but the intention behind it is meant to create awareness for each person in the room about their internal processing, about their own experience, whether it was, whether we're talking about the incident that maybe they're bringing into the session or in interaction, or even just within the session creating the awareness within the session. So typically what that looks like is I will do, we call it the dance, we call it the tango. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I always tell my couples, it can be whatever kind of dance you want it. It can be a salsa, it can be a merengue. (laughs) I don't care what you prefer. We're going to dance the dance. You just let me know what beat we're going to. Okay. And so so it kind of creates this sense of, look, we're going to follow each other's steps because that is going to create a sense of us working together. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have that mentality, then we are working against each other without even realizing that that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so the way that that looks is I will ask very intentional questions to create the awareness for the couple. We do in the beginning stages of it, we do take an attachment history for each person So that way it can create awareness for both of them about what is it besides each other's experience within the relationship, what else is it that you're bringing to the table that maybe you've never connected to your experience of each other. And so that is something that even just from sometimes the first or the second session, the couple will be like, wow, you know, their eyes are open, they're really, really invested in wanting to learn more about each other. And I have more often than not couples that come in that leave after the first session saying, I had no idea. And you can just tell they're walking out with so much more hope and so much more commitment than they walked in with. Mm. And so, so we start with that. We take an attachment history and then the sessions go with those intentional questions where I check in with them. How's it going? What's going on? They pick whatever is most pressing for them. And it may be something that happened or maybe just a conversation that's been on their mind about a specific topic. Mm -hmm. And then with that, we kind of take it in the direction of let's explore 
what the experience of that specific thing is for each one of you so that you get to know what's going on for your partner. Mm -hmm. We are able to identify a pattern that they each play out. And most of the time they realize it's a pattern that they play out in every single interaction with each other. Mm -hmm. And so that having that awareness is so important because then they, the couples begin to catch themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say this, I know that I'm focusing only on couples, but mm -hmm. it's very important to understand that this also can be used with individuals. Yeah. And I do apply this with individuals. And it's very, very helpful for them because mm -hmm. a lot of individuals whose partner may not be willing to come to therapy, or even who are not currently in a relationship, but are wanting to heal from, you know, the things that happened in a past relationship, they're able to benefit from this modality. So again, we go and we explore what is it that you're telling yourself? What is it that you're thinking? What is it that you're feeling? What are you afraid is going to happen? What do you feel in your body? Whether it's in that incident, what were you feeling then? What are you feeling right now? So it's a lot of going back to and coming back into the room, going back to the situation and coming back into the room and creating that awareness for each person. And so each person learns to become more aware of themselves. Mm -hmm. And also, at, because they're collaborating with each other, mm -hmm. because they're learning about each other, they learn to remind each other that, hey, like we're getting off track, or we're getting triggered, or we're falling into that pattern. And so it's such a beautiful process to see that couples go through because when they least expect it, and without a lot of the times without realizing that it's happening, they're into that state of connection or reconnection mm -hmm. when maybe for a very long time they were feeling very disconnected from each other. Yeah. And so, yep, that's how it goes. And one of the things that I've started more recently offering after I completed the last training and core skills with emotionally focused therapy last year. I learned that what they're doing is they, in the research clinic in San Diego, they started using EMDR in combination with EFT. Oh, wow. And so that's the most recent thing that I started offering to a couple. Mm -hmm. And it is just amazing to see how it really can be integrated mm -hmm. and the power in seeing how a partner can witness the healing for their partner and be of support to their partner and become a resource and an ally to their healing and vice versa. That sounds amazing. I was taking the training EMDR. They talked about applying it to couples, but I never had an idea whether they had two of the objects with the light switch and stuff or the tapping of both of them. Yeah, but that yeah. would be interesting. Yeah, hearing that. As you were talking, I was here thinking, because I mean, all this sounds amazing. And for even myself, I know whenever I try to look for a couples therapy, I always thought EFT as the model to go to because Susan yeah. Johnson is, she's the creator, right? Yes. I saw Dr. Her, Susan. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Susan Johnson. I saw her speak and she's just so authentic and genuine and loving and kind of like with Dan Siegel, they were both together in a yeah. talk and Dr. Dan Siegel and they were both, I'm like, wow, both of you are the perfect combination, like neuro and yeah. attachment, even though she talks a lot about attachment. I mean, neuro integrating it as well. And one of the things, because I was here, I'm like, where can I find that attachment questioner if there is, or maybe some <laughs> of the listeners might be like, even if they are not in a relationship, but they would like to explore their attachment style. Is there mm -hmm. a free resource that people can go to? Or I know that if you 
Google attachment history, you might get some results. I don't have a specific resource that I can think of. I have my own list of questions that I know came from my training. But one of the books that I recommend for that, if people are interested, is Dr. Sue Johnson's. It's called Love Sense. Love I have sense. it right there. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's called Love Sense because that one really breaks those attachment styles mm. down and not my version of attachment styles, but like the actual attachment styles that, you know, are the commonly known attachment styles. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yes. Because I know usually people talk about her other book. The Hold Me Tight. Yes. The Hold Me Tight. Yeah. yeah. And that, that is a wonderful book. So for couples that are interested in or curious about doing therapy, but are maybe not sure, or maybe they're not ready to actually take that step. That is a wonderful book to go to. Yeah. There's also a workbook that was created by um, two therapists that collaborated. And I believe Dr. Sue Johnson also had something to do with the workbook or revising it. So there's a workbook that goes along with the Hold Me Tight book that actually can be a really great resource for people to take that attachment history and become more aware of, of themselves. And it's, it can be found on Amazon. And I believe it's some, somewhere around 30 something dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And for the readers, I want to know, well, I think you mentioned kind of these books can also provide a little more information about emotional focus therapy. And then the other piece about, I know we talk about EMDR, but that one I can talk later on in another episode, how it looks like and what that means. But in general, I know we started with the resources already, which is great. We're like moving into it. So besides those books with, from Dr. Sue Johnson, do you have any other favorites that you think is important? I know that in one of your episodes, The Body Keeps the Score was already mentioned by Bessel yeah. van der Kolk. So the other one, in addition to that, because that is one of my, I would say my number one go-to. Mm -hmm. The other one I really do like, it's, well, there's two. It's Healing Trauma by Dr. Peter Levine. Mm -hmm. And also When the Body Says No by Dr. Gabor Mott. Hmm, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Okay, thank you. We'll look into it and we'll add it in the show notes so it will be there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I always like to ask this because I'm a, sometimes I, I am a visual person and I like to think in movies. Do you have any movies that have inspired you or a documentary? and keeping up this hard work that you're doing, or it could be even inspiring for couples? Hmm. Movies or documentaries? You would think that I would have one just because I watch so many. <laughs> and I know that I live in the moment when I'm watching the movie. But <laughs> the only and it's gonna sound probably very, very non clinical. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> I like the only movie. one. <laughs> is, um, what's the one with the blue people? <laughs> Avatar? Yes. Um, is it Avatar? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Avatar. I just, I really, really loved that movie. So I know like the way that they live and the way that they engage with each other, like before all the destruction happened and even going through all that process, it's the resilience and I, which I think goes yeah. with, with the name of your podcast, the resilience that those beings show and the, the insistence of let's not give up, let's not give in to becoming bitter over what's happened to us and what's been done to us. Mm -hmm. I think that is a movie that really resonates because I feel that it really motivates me to give that message to my clients in the mm -hmm. sense that a lot of people think that just because something was done to me or something 
happened to me or, you know, I experienced something that really left a mark for me, then that means I should shut down and I should stop trusting or I should stop trying to relate with others or, you know, trying to trust others. And so I think that is one of the most biggest misconceptions that we can have about how to respond to trauma or how to respond to adversities that we go through in life. I think that we need community. We need connection. We are built that way. And so that's one of the things that I really like to promote. And that's one of the reasons why I like working with couples because of that. Yeah. And you've seen it. You've seen the other side, I'm assuming, as you do the work, meaning that you've seen how the connection, because a lot of times I believe is one of the pillars of the well-being and, and processing the trauma and moving on and resiliency is connection. Yeah. And to add more to that, I think because as I'm talking, I'm remembering the movie and I'm remembering why it is that impacted so much. And I think one of the things about it is that sense of connection Mm -hmm. with the self, right? Mm -hmm. And that is the most important thing because we don't just exist as physical beings. We are not just a brain in a body, a nervous system in a body. We are spiritual beings. We are energy beings, which is one of the reasons why I love thinking about how EFT integrates all of that for my couples Mm -hmm. and for the individuals that I work with. Because it really makes people really aware of themselves on other levels. Mm -hmm. You know, when I ask people, what are you feeling right now? Mm -hmm. Or even if they're saying, you know, I'm feeling, and they'll say a feeling that they're, Mm -hmm. that they're identifying for themselves. I'll say, where do you feel it in your body? And a lot of the times Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you know, I feel weird. Sometimes they'll say, oh, I just feel like I feel it in my gut or I feel it in my chest or I feel it in my throat. Those are the three common areas. But sometimes I have people that will say, it's so weird. I feel tingly or I feel a current in my legs, up and down my leg. And it's like, okay, let's pay attention to that. That's energy traveling through your body, right? It's like some people will report tingling up and down their body or up and down their leg. And I will, I will point to that and I'll say, right. You know, so that tells you that you don't just exist as a physical being you exist as an energy being and energy is very important what we put into our energy what we take out of our energy existence is really important for couples that are more open or or individuals that are more open to it i will introduce the idea of them looking up chakras of them looking up other things that may be of interest to them that could help them Uh, create that relationship with themselves. I do encourage couples to meditate together. I have in sessions started before where we do a grounding meditation or even just a body scan meditation for them to be more present in the session and for each other. Yeah. I'm here thinking that's amazing, Marita. I wish like, I don't know if you have a YouTube page or something, which is the kind of in the last piece of it, but like any other way people can actually get a hold of you. I wish yes. I had like an hour and a half to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have a YouTube. Well, I have like two videos probably yeah. <laughs> that are not relevant, but I have considered it. I, what I do have is I have my Instagram account, which I'm, I try to be as active as possible, but I am very busy. And so that kind of keeps me from being a regular content creator, which I'm more trying to, but I do from time to time 
I make sure that whatever I post is with a lot of intention mm-hmm. and with useful information. So if anybody's interested in following me on Instagram, and I, it also posts to my Facebook page. On Instagram, the handle is mindfulquest, R for relationship, and C for counseling. So it's mindfulquestrc. And also on Facebook, it's mindfulquest relationship counseling. And people can find me at my website also and contact me through there if they have questions or about any of the things that I mentioned. My website is www.mindfulquestrelationshipcounseling.com. Yeah, I would love to see more of you or like talking or a podcast or something because it's definitely so important, especially yeah. for the Latinx community. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Any last thoughts that you want to add? Well, I think that just overall, I think that it's very important that people keep an open mind when it comes to relationships and take inventory of themselves and their history so that they can create more awareness for themselves. And with that awareness, help themselves keep an open mind as far as why others may be the way that they are so that we can practice more compassion. Because I think that if we, if we learn to act out of compassion for others in our relationships, then relationships can only stand to improve and be healthier because we're all struggling with something. Mm, Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for your listeners, I'm going to add it here in the show notes and thank you and have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. If you like this episode, please make sure to review it and comment on it and share it with your friends and family. Until next time. 